Seeker Star. Yo. Yo. What's good, bro? Dude, it has been a month and five days. What the heck? Since we put out an episode. That's dumb. Why? Dude, we've been going through a lot of stuff. We have. Good and bad. Oh my gosh. I can't even think back a month. Really? A month ago? So far. Let's see. <clears throat> May 11th. So May 10th was the last time we recorded, okay. we should say. Yeah. It's been, about a, it's been about a month since we should have put a podcast out. Yeah. Yeah. Easily. So within the last month, a lot of things have happened. Um, one of them, kind of ironically in a way, our grandfathers passed away on the same day. Yeah, the same day. Because I remember. Because I remember. Yeah. Texting you. Hey, bro. I heard your, your granddad pass. I'm really sorry to hear that. Yeah. And then I got a text like an hour later. Hey, your grandpa just died. Yeah. And we were both expecting it mm. to some degree. Mm. It wasn't like, oh. Yeah, some like what other coincidence out of the out of out of the blue or something. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was pretty it was, crazy. It was, and it was. Um, so we had we had driven back to Illinois for Mary Caroline um, for her bridal shower. Mm-hmm. So we drove back for that reason, and as soon as we got into Illinois, the first thing we did was stop at my grandfather's house, um, where my dad and my aunt were. And, um, very unresponsive, very sad. Um, but you know, just kind of told him like, Hey, like we're here. Um, you know, we love, love you. you. Yeah. And then, yeah. So then Mary Carolyn took my car back. I rode with my dad back. And then that next morning I woke up and was talking with my, um, my mom's mom, my grandma was just talking to her. Um, and we were talking about the reformation study Bible cause she just got the Big one, the big fatty. My mom got it for for Mother's Day, and I got my mom the condensed one for Mother's Day. Greatest son ever. Figurative whip. Um, Nene. I'm, <laughs> I, don't, I don't do the. I don't do Nene's on my sandwich. Mm. Well, you said Nene or mayonnaise. Uh, Anyways, so yeah. So then that morning, um, which was the same day as her shower, my grandfather passed, and it was like. What a weird day. Yeah, what a weird day. We have to address that this happened, but we also are still celebrating, you know. This awesome thing that's about to happen. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So it was just a, a whirlwind of emotions for sure. It's very similar to like what happened recently with your grandma, right? Because this very similar like good and bad thing. We did an episode on this. Yeah, yeah, Talking yeah. about how do we deal with death. So then right. your grandma died, right? And then your your nephew was born. It like was in a, like a week. It was a reverse order. Yeah, reverse order, it was. Okay. It was. He was born. Okay. Okay. He was born, and then, um, we went up to see him. It was like four or five weeks after he was born because we just weren't able to make it up there. Right, dude. You waited five weeks to see your own nephew. Dude, chill out. Oh my, chill out, bro. Don't listen to him. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, here's the thing. Like, he doesn't even know my name. Like, that's true. But he knows you. No, he don't. Yes, he does. Dude, no, you don't. That's probably true. Here's the thing. We've only seen him like three times. Okay, chill out, bro. <laughs> I love that kid, but like at the same time. It's like, not about him. It's about you. Exactly. Yeah. 
Just like everything in life, Grant. Dude, this is like the one time I hope that Caleb doesn't listen to this. All right. <laughs> anyway. Um, you just playing. Yeah, it was very similar because it was like that happened, which is such a joyous moment. And then when we went up to see him, yeah, it was like that night or that early that next morning she passed away. So, yeah, like, very similar situation. Um, yeah, and then my, and then Pastor Clark passed away. Yeah, yeah. Like literally a couple of days later. A couple of days later. So it's like we both had like really sad things happening. You had a really awesome thing happening. Yeah. So it's kind of similar with me. It's like I haven't had anything good happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm only having the bad only things the without bad the things good happen things to me. happening. Then my grandpa dies. I don't get married after that. <laughs> oh, just, yeah. I guess that's a big deal too. Hey, I got married by the way. Yeah. You were there. I was. It was awesome. It was fun. Yeah. It was a really long day. Yeah. It was really long up until about five, and then it seemed like I blinked and it was the next day. Yeah. Like crazy. It's kind of how that happens. Well, yeah, because like any wedding or wedding reception I've been to, it's like, I don't know, as a kid, it felt like it lasted forever. And then this one, it was like we were going, and then the DJ was like, oh, for this last song. And you're like, no. This is for Mary Kay. I look at my watch. I'm like, bro, it's 9.15. And all that, on all those months of preparing for this. Gosh. It literally went by so fast. Almost a year no. of preparation that felt like an eternity. And then all boom. the all the worrying and all the, you know, all the anxiety. It's over. It's over. And now we have to start real worries and real anxieties. For Bingo. The real it's like, yeah. Yeah. See, I thought I was going to get married and all my problems were going to go away. Yeah. Turns that, out they didn't. Didn't happen. <laughs> like, I'm still a sinner, which, like, sucks. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of sucks. I will say this, though. <laughs> Marriage. Is a huge means of sanctification. So far, so it's far, been like a couple of days, dude. You've already been you've already become more sanctified dude. because of this. <clears throat> yeah, wow. Literally, like woke up yesterday morning, making my coffee. Like woke up, laying in bed. I'm like, I don't want to go to work. Mm-hmm. I hate, I hate going to work. And literally, like then sitting here at this kitchen table drinking my coffee. Like God forgive me for like having a bad attitude. I'm like, dang, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So we both have our grandpas die in the same day. Mm. Just like what? Yeah. Who planned that? And then um, it's like, did they talk about it or <laughs> they made a secret pact that no one yeah. knew about? That's they what happened. Worked together in a factory. That's what happened. Yeah. See, you were you were real close to your grandpa. I wasn't real close to mine at all. I barely knew him. Mm. Um, he was he. Uh, I'm not going to get into any details because I don't know who's listening. Going to listen to this. I don't want them to get offended. But sure. uh, I just never knew him, mm. and he um, he died. Said he was a believer and stuff like that. But once again, I'm not going to say anything because I don't know who's listening. Yeah. But <clears throat> I I actually got a chance to speak. Yes, you did. Grant, did you get a chance to speak? I also was asked to speak at my grandfather's funeral. It's just pretty crazy, you know. So we both we both. Have our grandparents die on the same day, and then we both speak at on the same day at our grandparents. Yeah, the funerals were also the same day, which was also kind of bizarre. And then you and I, yes, both spoke at these funerals, and, and so we both had a very real glimpse of like the gospel mm. in that time. You know, um, specifically for the life of the of the person that was that died, but yeah. also for the people that are in the in the place. You know, for me. It was a real, like, it's always real whenever someone dies. You know, like, we all are going to die. 
Everything, all be. everything is zoomed way in to where it's like, and I've noticed this too, whenever, uh, <clears throat> at least for, for like my grandmother and grandfather's funerals, because those are the two, like, really people in my life that I've been really close to that have passed away. Yeah. And it's like, when this happens, everyone is really close for about a week. Mm-hmm. Like, for, like our, like the family. Yeah. Yeah. You actually look like a family for like a week and not to, yeah, not to sound like mean or inconsiderate, but I mean, you look like a family, you look like a real family for a week to where it's like, you, you leave from the funeral, and when you say your goodbyes to those people in your family, the last thing said every time is, I love you. Yeah. Because it's like, it's almost like it, it has to be said. It's like an unwritten rule almost. Mm-hmm. Um, like where, when someone dies, you have to be... Well, I think, I think then again, at the same time, like whenever people die in your family or in anyone's family, um, you, it that same thing happens, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know whenever, I don't know, maybe this is the last time I'll see them. You yeah. Know what I mean, right. It's just kind of like a real eye opener. you know. Yeah, it definitely is. And, and yeah, just everyone becomes very, um, emotionally vulnerable in a way. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, when you leave, it's like, Oh, I love you. But when you leave the 4th of July barbecue, it's watch, see you next, watch, see you next year. watch for deer, you know? Yeah. Yeah. See you next year, you know? Yeah. And, and that's the end of it. So it's, it is very interesting, but um, I think that's where um, I think your family dynamic has a lot to do with that. Um, not you specifically, yeah, but just yeah. like you and meaning anyone. You mean you, you <laughs> the like, listener. And this podcast is proudly sponsored by J.P. Morgan. <laughs> no, it's not. No, right? it's not. But if it was, it's sponsored by. JL Craft and the Craft Cheese Business. Sponsored by JL, who went into the cheese business in Chicago. A man named JL went to uh, went into the cheese business in Chicago. But it becomes very, yeah, just zoomed in to where it's like, okay, here's death right here, and it's real and it's very real. So, like, yeah, I think that becomes a thing what where is, it's like, like, but with that thought, I don't think it's just death. It's like. Okay, we all know we're going to die. It's like, what happens yeah. when we die? I think that's the real thing. It's like, and that's whenever your faith really comes into play. It's like, do I really believe that this man who died for both of us, this man who's laying in this casket right now, is somewhere spiritual? Yeah. You know, um, and soon to be physical and spirit, right? Because yeah. the bodies are going to be resurrected in, in the last days. Of course. And Christ comes back. So it's like, the people in, in the audience are thinking the same thoughts as we all are. Maybe some of them aren't. Maybe some of them are like, I'm not even going to think about, you know, they distract themselves. They don't want to because mm-hmm. maybe they're not ready for that. And yeah. if you ask them, they'd probably say, no, I'm not ready to die. Oh, yeah. The fear of death is a very real fear. Yeah. I think we talked about that a lot in the last, when, whenever all this stuff happened the last yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, um, But for you, Grant, like what, what, was, what was it like preparing for that gospel um, presentation whenever you were going to do the funeral for your grandpa. What were you thinking about what, like, as, as far as the people in the crowd? Um, I was thinking about the fact that there's a need there. Um, because as, as much as, um, 
as much as I'd love to think like everyone in this crowd will also be in heaven. My grandfather also, um, a professing believer. Um, and I mean, and I had talked to my dad about this when my grandmother passed away and he said that like, that there was a difference. There was a difference in both of them. Yeah. Um, which was very encouraging, um, to hear. So like when I'm, I'm sermon prepping for like giving a sermon in church or teaching a lesson or something. It's like, okay, I'm under the impression everyone here is saved. Yeah. So I'm going to teach as if everyone here is saved. Still implement the gospel. Right. Knowing that it's there might the be only, someone there. Yeah. That well, and it's the only thing that encourages us, right? Yeah, so yeah. even as believers, the gospel is the centerfold of, of everything we're doing. Right. But in the church. Yeah. As, as I prepared for this one, because when I prepared for the one for my grandmother, I used Ephesians 2, 1 through 10. Mm-hmm. Um, very gospel centric, um, very easy to exposit for the, for the most part, I would say. Um, but yeah, as I prepared for the one for my grandfather, it was very similar. Um, just kind of talked about him as a person and talked about how he, um, you know, professed Christ. There was a point in time where he professed it, kind of gave that story and then read from, um, First Thessalonians four, I think, is the one where um, we do not hope as those who, or we do not grieve as those who have no hope. Right, right. And so I used that text and just kind of broke it down in the sense of like, if you know Christ, and the person that passes away knows Christ, you don't have to mourn in a way of like. This is a helpless situation. Yes, you mourn and you grieve the loss of the one you, that you loved. Um, love because of the past, you know. Like you've, you guys have been through a lot. That person has helped you in life. Yeah, you know. I don't think there's there's reasons and there's good reasons to mourn for for people that are are dead. Yeah, you know. Yeah, of course, because we love them. With you know. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, when you have love for someone, it hurts when they whenever something bad happens to them. Yeah, you know. And when they leave the world, it's like, oh man. My I'm, love for them I'm, is still yeah. still here, and they're not right. You know? so exactly, it's real tough. Yeah. So so yeah. Obviously, you grieve in that in that way. Um, but when you have Christ living in you, it's like you get to mourn, yes, but also you get to rejoice in a sense of like this person. Charles Spurgeon has a quote, and I I actually use it in my grandmother's um, funeral when I spoke at that. And Charles Spurgeon quote is the greatest moments of the Christian's life are moments before he passes because in that he is closest to heaven. Mm. So it's okay. like, yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, I mean, I, that's, it's not word for word, but yeah, it's like, like it's you, such you, a, yeah, yeah, you get to celebrate the fact that they are now standing before the creator of the universe. Of they, everything, they get to look in the eyes of Christ. You know, and it's like, wow. yeah, it's like it's something we will never ever even be able to wrap our minds around here on Earth on this side of heaven. But at the same time, I kind of turned it around and was like, "Here's why we need a Savior." Though here, here was the need. Here's why we mourn death. Here's why death exists, and was able to just plainly state the gospel. Um. And, you know, just prayed before. And Pray that the Holy Spirit uses your words to, to open the eyes of the people and open yeah. the hearts, heart, soften the hearts, open the eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's because like. Because many people 
many people in your, in your family, many people in my family are the same way. It's we've been in church our whole lives Mm -hmm. and we call ourselves Christians just because we, we were told that when we prayed a prayer, Mm -hmm. when we were, however you're, however, however old, right. That, that saved us, Mm -hmm. you know? And then to, to just tack onto that, not to interrupt, but tack onto that, it's like that. And then the baptism aspect. Yeah. So then it's like, I prayed this prayer, but also like in case you don't buy that part, I got baptized and it's like, and I was the same way um, Mm. at a younger age to where it's like, yeah, I'm Christian. Why? Well, because I prayed this prayer. I, you know, I've been a Christian almost my whole life because I prayed this prayer and I got baptized and yeah. And that's, that's the thing is like the, there's, there's that aspect of it. But then when you look, when you, you just lift up the first layer, it's like, it's just a sinful lifestyle. Right. Um, yeah, and it's sad. Yeah. So for me, it was the same thing. Yeah. When I went into that, and there are very few times whenever I get emotional about stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't mind crying. I'm not one of those guys like, oh, if you cry, you're, <laughs> you're not a freaking man. <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't, I don't think like that. I used to. I used to be, oh, I don't cry. Anymore. Oh, same. But it's like, okay, crying is actually a good thing, you know, especially, like, first of all, the Bible commands us to weep with those who are Mourn with those who are mourning, right? Mm-hmm. So crying isn't supposed to be something to just be avoided with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Dude, a good cry. Uh, you oh, cannot so be good. a good cry. And sometimes, you know, I pray for that, like soften my heart to feel. And so that was one of the things um, that I prayed over my family. That when I went before um, before them, I didn't sure. prepare anything. I was just, I'm going to go up there and I'm going to speak the gospel. Sure. And I was really nervous. I actually had a million different directions I was going to go. Mm. And uh, I went up there, and I just, I felt so, like, brokenhearted for my family. Yeah. And I just started, I started, first of all, I mentioned my brother, which is like, and I did that because most people there could relate with with me in that death. Mm -hmm. Because my brother, for those that don't know whoever's listening to this, my brother died at 13. I'm I'm two two years older. My younger brother died at 13 from cancer. And so... I brought up that death and because my family mourned that death with me. Yeah. And uh, so I felt like we could relate and I brought that up. And that's whenever I was like, ah, dude, there we go. So I started tearing up and I got very emotional. I couldn't even get through the rest, like through the rest of it without crying. Mm -hmm. And I think it was like, I haven't felt that brokenhearted for, for lost people or for people who, um, who are considered quote unquote black backslidden, um, not black slid in, dude. <laughs> I didn't mean that. This freaking in this climate. But uh, <laughs> um, no, I just I felt so I felt really actually hurt. Yeah. By by what I felt was true about my family, mm-hmm. and uh, so anyway, the gospel really hit me hard. It really woke me up in a lot of ways. Um, to my own condition and my own heart, my own need for repentance and yeah. my own need for Christ and the seriousness of the gospel. Um, the fact that I'm going to be in that casket soon, you know, whether it's tomorrow or whether it's tonight or whether it's however long in the future, um, right. I'm going to be in that casket. And that really hit me too. It's like, I need to live, you know, I need to believe live in for Christ. Yeah. Um, I need to be trusting in him for my salvation today, not just however long ago I set up. I did that, and now right. I'm a Christian. Mm. Um, I need to be repenting every day and living in, in hating my sin and, and loving the things of God. Yeah, 
every single day, not yeah. just that first time that I repented, quote unquote, of my sins and right. turned away from them. Repentance, you know, we, and we need to talk about that soon. Hopefully we get, we get a chance to talk about repentance yeah. and what that means and what that looks like. Because I think a lot of people, they live a life calling themselves a Christian and they do not live in repentance. They think that repentance was a one-time deal. Yeah. And now we're good to go. Yeah. You know? the, the ABC. Ask, we pray this prayer. Ask, believe, confess. Yeah. We, we pray this prayer. We repent of our sins. Yeah. And we get baptized and then we're good to go for the rest of our life. And then and your GG's in the chat. You just live whatever way you want. Yeah. The rest of your, for, for however long until God hopefully stops you in your steps and brings you back, brings you into a right relationship with him. Mm. Because I think that people that do that are not really Christians. If they really, if they stick to just that, yeah, that's not, you can't just pray a prayer and pretend like you got rid of your sins, Mm. which no one fully does in this lifetime. Right. And then call yourself a Christian for, for good. Yeah. You know, this is true. And this is, yeah, this is something that my, my mom and I have talked about is like, just that constant, like, just like daily confession of sin, because, um, and James and I talk about this a lot too, James Gibson and I, we talk about in the sense of like, um, you know, you may, you may look at it of like, oh, well, I didn't like lust today, or I didn't, um, you know, I didn't commit these quote unquote big sins today. Um, but it's like, if you were to, to sit down at the end of the day and then play a, a callback of, of every time you sin during the day, whether it be in your mind or with your mouth or with your actions, it's like, you're, you're still stuck with a, a, a grocery list. And it's right. like, you don't just repent of these big quote unquote, like heinous sins. It's like, no, like when you have a bad attitude about going to work, it's like, no, you, you praise God that he's gifted you with a job, you know? Right. So it's like, yeah, it's not just this one time repentance thing. It's like you, you stay in repentance because like you are still a sinner. Yeah. It's a mindset, you know, it's, yeah, it really is just hating the things that God hates. You know, God is, has shown us his heart. He's shown us what he hates and he's shown us what is acceptable and right and good in his eyes. And that's what we want to live in. You know, that's the repentance. That's the follow me, you know, um, that's the, um, if you love me, you'll obey my commandments. Mm-hmm. That's what that is. Yeah. And I was, I was listening to a uh, Narcy Sproul podcast today. Um, one of them, there's like a bunch of them. Uh, it's that one. It's like one of the like three minute ones. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but it was titled thinking like a Christian. And it's like, as a believer, especially as a new believer, like you no longer are thinking like the world it, it becomes, yeah, almost like this mindset, but it's not just a mindset. It has to be connected to the heart. So it's like you're not just doing it just as a behavioral, um, like, I'm going to do this to be moral. Right. But right. it's attached to, like, you're thinking with your heart in yeah. a way, you know? Well, I think for me, it's like sometimes I'll, you know, I'll, I'll misread my Bible and I'll feel really bad about it. Like, man, I got to read my Bible. Mm. I didn't do that. And I'll just, beat myself up, right? Just as good as reading the Bible right there. What? I said just as good as reading the Bible. You might as well check it off. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I'll, I'll feel that way, and I'll have to remind myself. Like, I'll, I'll you know, even question, I mean, I'm a Christian, man. I don't even want to read the Bible right now. Yeah. And it's like reading the Bible, having that, having that specific discipline is not what saves you. No. Right, because there's many people that do read their Bibles oh, yeah. often. It is trust and faith 
in Christ. Mm. That's it. And and turning and obviously the fruit of trusting and faith in Christ is works. We see works come out of your life. We we see a heart that changes and wants to do what God loves and yeah. wants to hate what God hates. Yeah. You know, so you know, sinning is is obviously you know, something we want to kill in our life. We want to stop sinning. Right. Um but you can be as good as you possibly can and you'll still not make it to heaven. Oh yeah. It's faith in Christ that saves and trust in his work that he did on the cross. That's a finished work. It's yeah. not something that we can add to. Um, it's not something we could ever subtract. Right. It's a, it's something that is finished. We, God has, Christ has saved those who has, who, who he has chosen before the foundation of the world. That's, yeah. that's who he saved. And we have to, we have to trust him in that work. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's, that's what, and that even isn't a work of our own. That's a work of the Holy spirit within us to get us to love Christ. Yeah. And so just remembering that, it's like, so to come back to this whole thing, you know, this, this funeral, um, think about it. I I said, I was talking to, um, I was talking to Andy Terry the other day, Mm. good friend of me and Grant's. And, um, he, I was, I was just telling him, I was like the number one, I said, I think one of the biggest problems with people is that they think that they're going to wake up in the morning. Yeah. And I was, and I just, I just said that on the spot. I was like, "Oh crap, that's actually really." It's kind of profound. Yeah, I was like, "We really do th- expect to wake up in the morning." Yeah, we expect it, and so who who is to say that's that's going to happen? Our uh, your buddy Nick Challies, right? Yeah, he just died out of what the blue. The he just fell over. Literally, was just like jogging to a spot as we were playing kickball. Completely, and just, completely healthy, and just fell. Nothing wrong with and him. And died. He fell over and died. And the autopsy report came back and showed. Like, it wasn't like he fell, all this stuff happened, and then he, like, passed in the ambulance. It's like he literally fell over and was gone. Yeah, he just died. And so it's like we have to understand that there is nothing that we can guarantee for the future. There's nothing that we can say this is going to happen tomorrow. Yeah. You know? Um, and that's why I think the Bible speaks very clearly about not not putting our hope in or planning up these great things for tomorrow. We might not have tomorrow. Yeah, the book of James talks about it. Yeah. It's like tomorrow is never guaranteed. Like our life is but a vapor. Yeah. But we don't ever live like that. No. You know, we, we live like we can get our, our crap together tomorrow. We can, yeah. we can repent and follow Christ tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And that is, that's wrong. And so my, my exhortation for the listener um Really take a moment and think about the fact that you might you might be driving a car, you, whatever. There's no, <laughs> and that's not that's not something to scare you or to like make you fearful of every day. Yeah, um, because we're called it as Christians to live in in the the freedom that that the sovereign God of the universe brings and yeah. the good God of the universe brings. But at the same time, there's no there's no guarantee we can wake up from our sleep tonight. No, if you're sleeping. Or if it's nighttime when you're listening to this. Unless you work night shift. Well, in the morning when you're sleeping. I mean, there's just a forklift is coming. Out, you know, There's no guarantee you know. that tomorrow afternoon you will wake up. I don't know. So anyway, yeah, that's. I think that's a really good thought. And I, I think we have to really think about the fact that we, we are not guaranteed anything tomorrow. And so yeah. live for Christ today. Yeah. You know, don't. And that's that's tough because it means read your Bible today. Yeah. That strive, means don't, strive for sanctification. Don't plan today. on reading your Bible tomorrow. Yeah. Plan on it right now. Read your Bible. You know? Yeah. P- 
plan on making that a discipline, not tomorrow when you feel like it. No, tonight when you don't feel like it. Plan on it then. That's when you do it. Yeah. Um, because we want it, we want to follow Christ with all of our, our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, let's get, let's get into a new topic here. Wedding. Let's get into a brighter topic. I got married. Because, because Grant got married to MC, which was just a beautiful wedding. It was. And it went, it, I think it went awesome. Josiah led the audience. I don't know if you can call it a congregation. I, I guess know. people were congregated there. Led the people um, in the song In Christ Alone, which was actually chosen by myself and Mary Caroline. It is one of our uh, favorite songs. And yeah, it was beautiful. It was a very beautiful, gospel centered, uh, God glorifying wedding. I mean, it was so loud in there with the, with the singing of of that song. I thought it was yeah. so beautiful. Yeah, it was awesome. Not me. I wasn't anything special or anything. It's like it was actually felt like a real worship time. Yeah, it was. It was great. I just praise God that I didn't screw up because I was really nervous about making sure I got every word right. Yeah. You know, just stuff like that. Yeah. And it went really well. Yeah, it did. It was, yeah, it was really great. And, um, I was glad you had everyone stand up. I don't know if you're going to do oh, that. Oh yeah, that. dude. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't stand in the front while everyone's Ooh, sitting. Dude, dude, that's just, so I weird. was like, I'm not nice. a, I'm not like a performer like that. Dude, was your guitar a little out of tune? Possibly. Because as soon as you like started playing the first few chords, like me and Colton looked at each other and we both were kind of like, <laughs> Like it might be a little on tune, but I might even play the wrong note. Well, yeah, I, and I think that might have been the case. Could have been the case too, because like as it went on, though, like it was fine. Yeah, so it was I like, probably just, it was just played the wrong note. I was nervous. Well, had jitters. Yeah, jitters. But the gospel man in within a wedding is is tough. I had a I had the opportunity of talking with, or not talking with. Obviously, I talked with him, but emceeing um, Luke Schmelzer's wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If for those of you that don't know. No, Luke Schmelzer. He's a really awesome guy. He runs Steady Anchor podcast, and uh, he just got married to an awesome girl, Jess. And it was a really awesome ceremony. That I'm saying awesome a ton, and I don't know why, but it was just it was awesome. Awesome. It was, but it was really, it was really great. It was legit. I got the chance to MC it, which was super interesting. Which means I just kind of like made sure things were organized and stuff. Yeah. So that was fun. Um, really cha- challenging, but it was. I'm really glad I got to serve. Luke and, and Jess in that way. Yeah. But I was thinking, you know, in these weddings, a lot of people cry when they go to weddings. Yeah. You know, because they're looking, oh my God, most, because most of them know, like, that's, that's my little girl and that's mm-hmm. my little boy. And, you know, oh, I saw him when he was so young and this and that. And I, I don't really think about that whenever people get married, to be completely honest. I'm like, oh, my, my friends, MC and Grant are getting married. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, and I'm not like, Super like emotional about it. But yeah. Whenever I start thinking about the gospel, yeah, and what what it exactly is representing, like the fact that we do marriage like this, I think it's a gospel centered thing. Yeah, and it just it really does like make me very emotional to think about Christ's bride coming down, like you know, and it's like the aisle is like the 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 representation the representation of life. Yeah, you know, in in the Christian life, whatever, mm. and the bride is is making it through life, and then finally she gets to the altar at, or wherever the podium, and there's her groom. You know, yeah. and it's like 
that's Christ. Christ is called the groom, the bridegroom yeah. in the, in the new Testament is very clear. And I think the old Testament talks about the bridegroom. I'm not sure. Yeah. I think, I think, um, God is mentioned as, as being the husband of Israel, even in the old Testament. Mm. And so all throughout history, marriage is this beautiful picture of, of God's relationship with his people. Yeah. And specifically in the new Testament, we have revelation that, that Christ is, is going to consummate the the bride, you know, like the relationship, which means it means something different for yeah. <laughs> for humans, right? right? But like it means very clearly, like he's going to purify his, his bride, yeah, you know. And I think it's such a beautiful picture when you think about the bride is walking down the aisle in their her beautiful white dress. Usually costs a lot of money for those dresses, mm-hmm. and they're just gorgeous. And the husband is or the the man is sitting at the front just with a smile on his face, tears in his eyes, how yeah. his bride's coming, and it's just like... Definitely could be me. That Definitely was, was me. That was you. It was Little me. Little baby. Oh, dude. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Were you thinking that whenever she was walking down? Or were you just thinking, like, dang, she's she looks really pretty? No, yeah, it was like, oh, my goodness. Like, here comes this woman that, like, I've spent all this time with and, like, have made all these memories with, and it is leading up to this... And it's like this, yes, we're still going to be like together, but it takes on this whole new meaning now. And I mean, I guess to go a little bit deeper, just kind of thinking about leading up to the wedding, it was just like, wow, like I am not her boyfriend anymore. I'm not her fiance anymore. Like I'm her husband. Like I enter into a role now that her father fulfilled for 20 something years. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's like I am now her protector. I'm now her leader. I am now her. And you're 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 joining in a lifelong covenant with her. Yes, not some little thing. And that's what Christ has done too, right? Right, exactly. When you think about it, he's he he's made a covenant with us, a new covenant. Yeah, and it's it's have faith in me and mm-hmm. what I have done for you. Yeah, you know. So obviously, like it's not a perfect metaphor. Yeah, you know, obviously, MC and you worked very much together on preparing the wedding and doing course, all this yeah. for Christ. He did it all. Exactly. And he's the one who's purifying us in this life for the next to live with him forever. Yeah. And it's just the most beautiful picture. Yeah. Um, especially when you think that, you know, that the groom died for his bride yeah. to purify her, you know, and it's like, and that's the church, right? Mm-hmm. The bride, it, we're, we're called the bride of Christ. We're called the church. Mm. Um, it's just awesome, dude. And I, I saw that two times. I got the chance to see that two times. So it was your wedding one week and then Luke's wedding another week. Yeah. And so if that gives you any indication, it was just very, <laughs> why we haven't been doing a podcast, just very busy. Yeah. It has um, been a very busy month. Month. Oh, you want to hear, speaking of the wedding. What? Do you want to hear the most tragic story <laughs> of all time? Sure. I'm scared. Okay. So... The wedding's Sunday the 6th. Mm-hmm. We go and stay at the Omni Hotel in downtown Louisville that night. The next day, we come back to the house, just hang out. Our flight to St. Lucia leaves at 6 a.m. on Tuesday. So we get there at like 4. Maybe a little bit. No, we got there about 3.30. 3.34 o'clock, yeah. And we walk up to the counter and, hey, you know, here's our information. The guy says, okay, let me see your passports. 
So MC hands her passport book up, and I hand up my passport card. Which, mind you, I did extensive research on this, and said a passport card was fine to go to Canada, Mexico, the Caribbean, and like one other place. So I hand up my passport card. Guy says, do you have your passport book? I said, no. no. I said, this is all I have. I'm like, he, <coughs> he goes, no, you need a passport book. I'm like, but I did, a, I did a bunch of research. I said, everything said that this was fine. So dude starts making Were you calls. freaking out? Oh, I was freaking out. I had nightmares about this exact moment <laughs> in my life. I'm like, dude, what happens if we can't go? Because that was the big thing. It was like, ah, I don't have enough time to get my passport book now. So I told her, I was like, now we'll probably just have to do a honeymoon elsewhere. In which she was crushed. And, I, and that crushed me. Right. And so then I was like, wait a second. I was like, before we start looking up a different honeymoon location. So I looked up, where is a passport card good for? And this is what it told me. So then I'm like, good. We are good to go. She put in my passport card information on the sandals website and it accepted it so i'm like boom we're definitely good and then we get there and literally the whole uber ride there which by the way first time using uber i used uber that just suck one two three four probably five times in like four days and i've never used it once before that is it good it's just it's just expensive oh okay but expensive it's card. like you pay eleven dollars to take an uber or you pay twenty dollars to park like pick your poison i guess mm and then another $10 to ride back. So anyways, not important. Um, so yeah. And, um, and so then the guy starts making phone calls. I thought every time you say phone calls, I keep thinking you're going to say, he keeps making fun of me. (laughs) Phone fun of me. Keeps making fun of me for not having my passport. He called me a stupid loser. Your nightmares coming to life for real. Dude, it was awful. And so you get a passport, you idiot. So he's calling around trying to figure something out, trying to work around this, and eventually gets to the point where he's like, I am so sorry. And Mary Caroline's like, This is our honeymoon. And you can just see this dude is like just as stressed as I am at this point because he's like, Oh gosh, like I'd hate to let these people down, but like there's nothing he can do. So the guy next to him was like, He says, This same thing happened. Um, didn't give me a time frame of when, but he said the same thing happened, and they drove to Chicago, Chicago, and they got the passport on the same day because there's a thing called same day passport. It's like five hundred bucks, like really? super expedited, get your passport in eight hours type deal. So we're like, okay, whatever. So then we leave, and we're standing outside the airport. And I just have tears welling up in my eyes. I'm like, I just let her down. And we've been married for not even 48 hours. And I have already disappointed her as a husband. Like, wow, look at me go. So I'm freaking. And so call it Uber. I'm careful. So we call an Uber. I say call. We did not call anyone. We ordered an Uber. Hey, Uber, can you bring me a call? Yes. Is this Mr. Uber himself? (laughs) Yes, we need a ride, please, from the airport. We're heading to Chicago. And so... We get this Uber. A man named JL went to uh, went into the cheese business in Chicago. Chicago. And so we get this Uber. And we're like, hey, we're at departures, not arrivals. And then he cancels. We waited like 25 minutes, and then he just straight cancels. So then I go and order another Uber. Let him know the same thing. We're at departures, not arrivals. And we're waiting, and we're waiting, and we're waiting, and we're waiting. 
And then we look down to the left, and who's there? Lauren. Lauren Halperin Lauren dropping off Jean. Mary Caroline's friend, Shantae. And it was like, great. Now I get to be publicly, publicly, <laughs> publicly humiliated. My mouth is so dry. Give me a break. And so, take a drink of water here. That's disgusting. And so, then we're like, so, here's what just happened, by the way. Oh, and then when I canceled the Uber... It still charged me like 10 bucks. Anyway, so we get back to the house, drop off the luggage, and we're like, boom, we're heading straight to Chicago so that as soon as this place opens up, we're there. So we're driving. We literally stopped at 8 Subway at 8 a.m. What is wrong with you? I was starving. Oh, they had breakfast. We did not get breakfast. I got an Italian BMT boosted. (laughs) And so... We're in Rensselaer, Indiana, which, mind you, is like 45 minutes to an hour away from Chicago. We've been driving for like four-something hours, and she's making all these phone calls, and she calls one same-day passport office. They're like, no, close. Or like, it just, I don't know, the line was dead or something like that. So we're like, all right, whatever. So we called another one, same thing, called another one, found out all same-day passport locations have been suspended due to COVID-19. COVID, bro. <laughs> COVID so got we you. literally... You got, got like COVID again. Yes. So we literally drove for four something hours to literally get off the interstate and turn around and go all the way back down to Louisville. And I cried for probably three quarters of the drive there. <laughs> And then another three quarters for the drive oh, back. Dude, that's so tragic. And bro. of course, Mary Caroline just being like optimistic as can be to like, I think really make me feel better because like she knows I just feel like crap right now because yeah, I, would I too, didn't dude. get my passport. I would too. So we're like, let's just go to Nashville. Like, let's go somewhere that's like far away enough, but we're not like driving or flying anywhere. That's crazy. Excuse you. So then, <laughs> hit my face on this mic. So sorry, guys. Yeah. So we went to Nashville for a couple of days and just hung out. And did you at least enjoy yourself. Yeah, we did. We had a okay. lot of fun. Um, it was a good time. Way better than the Caribbeans, huh? Oh yeah, it was way better than. <laughs> I really enjoyed spending a lot of money on Uber and dinner and um, being just around a ton of people instead of going to my all-inclusive, already paid-for Caribbean trip. However, however, we did get our honeymoon rescheduled. Okay, so there's a bright, there's a bright. So there is a light at the end of the tunnel. However, all the money that we got from the wedding is gone <laughs> because we spent it in Nashville on dinners and hotel room. Uh, well, at least you got to do something. Yeah. Hey, can I tell you something tragic? Maybe you'll remember this. Sure. Dude, I'm pretty sure I told you you weren't going to get your passport and you weren't going to be able to go. Yeah, you did. You so did. You so did. I just remember that as you were talking. I was like, I definitely told him. Dude, and that was like my rational fear in the back of my mind leading all the way up to this. So like wedding day, I'm like, everything's great. The day after, I'm like, okay, we go to the Caribbean tomorrow. We should be fine. Heading to the airport, I'm like, dude, like I have pee on my leg. Like (laughs) they're going to deny me my passport card. (laughs) Like I'm so nervous. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, you know who doesn't make those mistakes? Oh, man. Christ. Yes. Thank God. <laughs> Our groom doesn't freaking like that. Dude. Oh. 
And the thing is, is like I'm going tomorrow to take care of all my passport stuff. We were looking up the info. I'm dead. It might not even be here in time for like when we're supposed to go again. Can you reschedule it again? About to find out oh, man. tomorrow. Anyway, listen, guys, trust in Christ today, not tomorrow. Or else you won't get your passport in time. Dang. With that being said. We love you guys, and we, we definitely want to um, continue doing content. We've just been super busy. Hopefully, this next couple weeks is going to be a little more normal for us. Yes, we'll be back out on social media, just kind of putting stuff out there, just kind of some encouraging posts and um, just kind of some scriptural content, maybe a video here or there. But, maybe. Uh, but yeah, we'll, uh, we'll do our best to go back to consistently putting out uh, podcasts. Heck yeah. See you guys. Love you. Check out the Reform Podcasters. Also, check out Steady Anchor Podcast in like a month. Okay, maybe yeah. three. Also, he's taking you, a break. If you have Facebook, um, join the group Doctrinal Discipleship. A lot of good things are happening. A lot of awesome conversations. Yes, a lot of di- it's a diverse group of people. It's not just a bunch of of people that believe the same thing. Yeah, so. it's it's very encouraging. So cool. Well, anyways, see you guys later. Yep. Seeker Star!